I don't know, man. It's just the shit. How's it going? How's it going, everybody? Fantastic. How about yourself? Good. I'm doing all right. What'd you say, Ryan? <laughs> you took a bite while you were talking. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. It's the Munchcast. Quabbity Ashwins. <laughs> um, how's everyone's week been? It's been a week, yeah. Yeah, it's been a week. How's everybody? How's everybody? Look. Pretty hey, good. I can see Productive. skin. What is hey. that? Now. Yeah, nice. dude. That's dope. Dude, it's been- pretty cool how they made this cast for my arm. Everybody that's uh, listening, I lifted up my... Good call, because no one can see, no one can hear that. Mm-hmm. Good job. I was yeah. like, "What are you? Why are you describing it?" Oh, yeah, yeah, I lifted up my cut thumb area, and I have a new plastic cast that's pretty sweet. I like how they did it. Like, they have like a mock-up. They take my hand and like draw the outlines for like this portion, and they trace your arm. fingers. They don't trace the fingers. No, they didn't make a turkey. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, they they cut the plastic out and it's all flat and they throw it in this big like boil this big machine that's just like boiling water all the time and like it softens it up and everything they take it and mold it around my arm and set it there for like twenty minutes. And, that's like, dope. Actually, so like the palm and everything is actually my palm. And it wraps around my wrist perfectly and around my thumb. So nice. it's pretty sweet. Now like, a few, man, a few that's, moments ago, that's perfect cosplay shit, dude. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. A few moments ago, you said your cut thumb. Is it like a specialized thumb now for made for cutting? Yeah, dude. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> just wanted to know. <laughs> ben, how's your week been? You said it's been a week. What's that mean? No, no. I said it was productive. Oh, it's a productive week. My bad. Yeah, misheard. How's your um, how, how has your week been productive? I uh, just, I just, well, uh, I, I don't know. I just hit the ground running this week. I can't really speak about last week. That's gone. I've already s- wiped it from my memory. Uh, from your everything, s- everything starts over on Monday. I know my week starts on Sunday. I get that. But my work week starts on Monday, and I forget everything that happened before Saturday. It's gone. Okay? So, um, <laughs> okay. yeah. Got it? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but this week's been great. Uh, Sundays are like my new strategy days. So, I get out whiteboards and notepads and try to make a plan of action. And then, for some whatever reason, this week... Uh, Monday kicked in. And it's like let's go. And Dude, you uh, need a you need a strategy board that looks like a murder mystery board, just on that wall right behind you. Well, yeah, I you mean, need to be you need to be like season six Charlie. I got, from, I've go. got that one. There you go. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. We need we need sticky notes and. Hey, right. end game was twenty nineteen, my dude. Like I know. <laughs> okay, sorry. Had to make that joke. Connecting things. Back yeah, and red forth. red yarn. <laughs> yep. You need yeah. like four or five cups of coffee that are all semi consumed. Mm-hmm. Just laying around the office. One tipped over, spilled a little bit on the. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you need a you need a good you need a good stack of notebooks and then like one notebook with the coffee that has spilled on it mm-hmm. and the coffee cup on it, so you've got the, the ring stain. Okay, so back to reality. Uh, <laughs> it's been a very productive week. I've been uh, actually reformatting, refurbishing, remastering Butcher Queen, which has been kind of right. cathartic and interesting. Uh, and I've done a lot of YouTube content already this week, so yeah, it's it's felt it's felt good. It's felt good. That's good. Yeah, I, I started working on my YouTube stuff too. I have a, I did my new did intro for my stream, is now actually like a five minute long video with my audio behind it, and the last three minutes of it is a um, a video montage of my gameplay. Nice. As like a hype montage before the stream starts. So I love it. Yeah. Here's me doing really good, so you can watch me do really shitty. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> so, 
That's awesome. I got that, and I'm working on my bumper for YouTube, and then I'm going to do YouTube videos too. So, so are you using I, that iPad to design that stuff finally? No, I actually got Filmora 9, which is another video editing program. All right. Okay. So I'm using that one, and I pulled everybody's Battlefield clips already, so I'm going to do, or not Battlefield, but Modern Warfare clips. I was like, wait. For our for a montage video for that. Yep. I, um, uh, I, I we got to talk about Call of Duty a little bit. We can do that. Um, my week has been busy. A lot of work. Um, and then when I had like, you know, over the weekend, I had shit to do all weekend. So I was in Springfield all day Saturday. Um, and then, dude, <laughs> it was for it was for a one year old birthday party. And when it was over, when it was over, Amanda and I were like, "Fuck it!" Like I was gonna go visit my mom. I was like, "Nah." I was gonna text you. We were like, "Nah." Charlie was a a boiling pot Don't of hear. shit and piss. Don't <laughs> hear. And we were just like, "Fuck it." Uh, and then all day Sunday we ran errands. All day we spent like two and a half hours at IKEA. It was I like do two that hours anyway. Just look. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, we went around once, and then friends showed up, and we were like, "Well, we could do another lap." And then we ate there, and then we went and bought stuff. It was it was a lot. It was a lot, but it was fun. Um, but yeah, a lot of work. Um, working on some stuff like on the side, and then listening to a shit ton of podcasts. So I've been wanting to talk about games like all week because I've been listening to all the end-of-the-year podcasts from, like, Polygon and Waypoint and shit, so I'm excited to be talking to my jo- to my, to my joys. You guys are my joy. <laughs> I guess my boys. I was going to say my boys are my gents, so joys came out. You guys are Freaks. my joys. Uh, <laughs> so um, for those of you who listen to the podcast, we generally start every week with some news. The last three weeks, we have not done that because there's not a lot of actual news going on. Uh, there's the Game Awards. There was our end of the year podcast, and then our Happy New Year podcast, where we talked about our games of the decade. Um, so this this week, we wanted to talk about all the things we're getting hyped about for 2020, where we think games are right now, and I guess further conversation on our favorite shit from last year, just because like there's never enough time to get all of that stuff out. Um, but before we do that, uh, but what I was why I was saying that is so there's not going to be news this week. Um, again, it's also a slow week. There hasn't been a ton of stuff going on, but you can you can be prepared for everything to return to the normal format next week uh, with news starting it off and a solid topic that we can talk about, and then our bounties and stuff at the end. Um, we also have been I don't know if Ben and I have had this conversation, but I know Ryan, Eric, and I have talked about it like individually uh, over the last couple of weeks, like. But I think we talked about it, but like making the podcast a little less strict on single topics. That way we don't have to come up with something unique every single week, but maybe having, we've got a bounties episode every month, right? And having another episode every month that's just us talking about what's going on, which is kind of like bounties. And so I thought like making the bounties episode, not just a once a month thing, but just talking about bounties twice a month because like we're always doing something different we've always got something that's got our attention um and we can talk about more shit than just games we watch tv um well no we don't but we watch netflix and hulu and hbo which isn't technically tv um and we read do we do we read i do uh, i'm reading ryan's like i don't do no much of that reading i'm reading two books right now but i'm very slow at it it's gonna take me a long time to get through them Oh man, yeah, I'm I'm in the middle of a book right now, and I'm only just now, I'm only just now <laughs> starting to get like the the rhythm I used to have when I would read when I was in like high school like, and college. One word, 
Yeah, yeah. I'm really um, making sense of this. Yeah, dude. I get through a paragraph initially and be like, "Hold on, what?" (laughs) Go back. Um, It was a huge pain in the ass. But uh, I'd be asleep after a paragraph, bro. (laughs) I would be. I'm asleep after a normal paragraph. So yeah, just Um, so yeah, just the bounty board and uh, the nerdy bits podcast. Uh, offering is not going to change a ton this year, but it's going to fine tune because we're getting better at what we're doing. Um, I think I like to think. I keep convincing myself we're getting better. We may not be, um, but terrible, dude. Ryan brought up Call of Duty, and I wanted to talk about that first. Um, I did. I, uh, I did. Oh, go ahead. Maybe at some point, since it is newsworthy. Oh yeah. I do have I do have a list of things that uh, or newsworthy from CES, oh, great. which happened this week. Oh shit. Okay, well then go for that. Yeah, give us, give, feed us that stuff. Um, you want to do that now or yeah, yeah, let's do that now. Let's do that now. Oh, okay. um, go ahead and start. I'm gonna. I just realized I forgot my drink in the kitchen. So go ahead and start the the feed that you pulled up for that. And um, yeah, yeah, tell us yeah. what's going on at CES. CES I'm, is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna head on out too. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you. Bye. That's CES is the computer entertainment. No, what is CES? No, uh, consumer electronics, something like that. Consumer Electronics Show. Consumer Electronics Show, yeah. Yeah, okay. Dope. Uh, and so that's in... Where is that? New York? Uh, Ve- is it Vegas? It might be Vegas. Yeah. I should know more. But, well, uh, tell us what you do know. Well, I just found a list of the of the finalists. Uh, the, the tech that wowed in Gadget. Uh, right. somebody's, somebody's making like a consumer level uh, affordable um, hearing aid uh, called... Uh, Smart ear, so that's kind of cool. Because if you don't, if you know anybody that's had a hearing loss, hearing aids cost like three thousand dollars per ear. Yeah, they're pretty expensive. <laughs> yeah, and yet we've got like these phones in our pockets that do everything for a third of that. So yeah, this this I don't know what is the brand name and what the product name, but the whole thing is Olive Union Smart Ear. So I guess Olive Union is the company. Anyway. Um, but yeah, it's hands-free calling and streaming music, all that stuff. Pretty cool. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, and then this one here is some sort of water purification thing called Hydroloop. Um, it's an in-home solution to help, uh, let's see, uh, help people do their part. The company's flagship product is about the size of a refrigerator, and once installed, thoroughly purifies incoming wastewater and routes it back out again for use in toilets, washing, and gardening. Uh, Hydroloop's water is not only good for the environment, but would also help you save money on your water bill. So, Caleb, you just sat down. But there's this refrigerator-sized thing you can put in your house that recycles all your outgoing water from your house hmm. and back into the house. It doesn't say for consumption, but it does say you can use it again for uh, toilets, washing, and gardening. Nice. So for yeah, probably your uh, maybe not your dishwasher, but your washer dryer or you know washer. Toilets, obviously, since toilets flush drinking water anyway. <laughs> Pretty cool. So that's called yeah. the Hydroloop. It's this really neat-looking big old box. Uh, also, they have this at-home bio printer. <laughs> that sounds, sounds like a disaster. Fucking terrifying. Go on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this startup's first I printed product a, a new baby. Sorry. Beautifully designed lab <laughs> in a box that boasts seven-inch touch touchscreen fridge. And it's a strange. 
let's just say refrigerator. I don't know. Fridge just felt weird to truncate in this text. <laughs> You're context. reading a bunch of technical terms, and they're like, but, but don't Bridge. say refrigerator. Yeah. Uh, and storage area, centrifuge, gel dock, thermocycler, spectrometer, and two incubators. The future is now. Dude, Wait, yeah, it's arc in real life, dude. I yeah. can incubate my eggs. <laughs> yeah, you can, like, 3D print a fucking dinosaur in this son of a bitch. So, listen yes. to this. Uh, kudos to Engadget for this sentence. In short, it's everything you need to learn about microbrewing, food testing, molecular mixology, species identification, bio art, and more. Bio art? And more. That's the most cyberpunk fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, dude. Bio art? That's incredible. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, we got smart bath mats. We've got more smart tooth... Teeth, smart teeth, bath mats? Teeth brushes. I don't know. Um, <laughs> tooth brushes? <laughs> <laughs> Shitload of smart watches. Uh, the car scene's been insane. Uh, Mercedes has this uh, car they sort of modeled after um, Avatar. Everything glows and it's driverless and yeah, it's 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 incredible. Uh, yeah. Lots of cool, lots of new ear technology from Audio Technica and Sennheiser and stuff like that. I was and Bose you. and Sonos. Chilling. Yeah. Um. So yeah, here's the Mercedes. Um, all electric Avatar inspired AVTR. It's an expansive see-through surface and no steering wheel. It'll never show up in garages, but it's <laughs> it's a suite of earth-friendly features. Could be an indication of what can we expect to see in the future. But Mercedes is doing all sorts of crazy things. Um, Toyota's Woven City. Uh, building a car is tough. Building a good car at scale is near impossible. Building a city, well, that's insane. Yet Toyota has decided to take that inconceivable task. The Toyota Woven City is the automaker's daring plan to build a city, a tiny metropolis near Mount Fuji that will function as a research center. Autonomous cars, mixed-use transportation vanes, and 2,000 residents will come together to see what happens when a smart city is built from the ground up. Oh my god, it's fucking Ghost Recon Breakpoint. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, really. That's fucking dope. Yeah, pretty insane. Can you sign up for that? Are they? Yeah, for sure. There? Especially in fucking, <laughs> especially in fucking Japan. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, Dolby's doing their own HDR approach called uh, Vision IQ. So they're doing their own thing there. Um, there's a there's a smart entertainment center. So when you put things in it, it knows what you put in it. It's kind of neat. Uh, yeah. That's that's basically it. There's still a lot of a lot of people experimenting with folding glass, you know, like that Samsung like tried, that phone, foldable, yeah. yeah. So there's a foldable tablet out there. Oh my um, god, there was a video years ago. I was in high school, so at, at least nine years ago, of a like a German engineering company that was coming up with a roll top. It was a laptop that rolled up. And, like, yeah. and looked like a portfolio case when you carried it around. Pretty cool. And like it had structure in the in the back that allowed you to leave it rigid in certain positions, mm-hmm. and so that like you could roll it out and then fold up the half of it and it would play like a laptop. And like the keys were a touchscreen. Yeah. And then you could like flatten it out completely, and there was a stand, and you'd have like a twenty-seven inch wide, ridiculous, like flat screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, and that never fucking came to be. But I wish that they would go back to that design because I fucking loved it. So Samsung's Q950 is an 8K screen with no bezel or bevel. No bezel. There's no edge. So what's the difference between a bevel and a bezel? Because I feel like that's important to know. Uh, Bezel's edge. I, bevel in, is in, like well, a bevel mount. is bevel is like a is like a form. 
like a like a frame. The like bevel, a mounting point, yeah. No, the bevel is like the shape of it. Oh. Regardless, in this context, the bezel is what you, you would think holds your screen. The the black, silver, or white surrounding your television. Well, yeah. On this one, you don't see anything. It's completely bezel-less. So it's, you see just screen. Yeah, so all dope. the mounting hardware is behind it. Pretty badass. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah. Um... Denton Stein in the chat says a bevel is a recessed edge, but didn't yeah. give us bezel. Yeah, way to go, Denton Stein. Way to give us half the information. <laughs> that wasn't oh, the right. shitty. So Sony's building a car. Sure, because okay, because why not? <laughs> Fucking yeah, let's, 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 let's <laughs> Sony Jesus. build a car, but not and but not let's let, let us play crossplay. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> How much easier is it to do crossplay than is to build a goddamn car? Um, so it has 33 sensors dotting the interior and exterior of the car with 360 real reality audio capabilities and space for four. While the car is unlikely to be on the roads, it serves as a showcase for how committed Sony is to mobility tech. Uh, so we don't know much about it. So I think bevel and bezel might be the same thing. Really? Tech, tech threw up that a bezel is a groove holding the crystal of a watch or the stone of a gem in its setting. And a bevel is a recessed edge, but... They're saying bezel is originally from like jewelry and watch there you go. terminology, so it may be that bevel was the that was the <laughs> the tech adaptation of bezel. Yeah. Um, okay. Cool. I was uh, I was playing Call of Duty and someone was talking about the bevel of a scope and I was like, what? <laughs> okay. Hmm. Could have used the word I understood. Um, Sony's making a car. All right. Last one. All right. So we all know about the Impossible Burger. Yes. Um, it's it's actually not bad. It's not bad, but it is full of shit, so be careful. Don't eat it every day. You shouldn't eat your hamburgers every day, but definitely don't eat Impossible Burgers every day because there is some shit in there. Oh, um, cool. Like sawdust, right? Not quite that bad, but uh, maybe actually not <laughs> Maybe not quite that harmless. Maybe worse. Um, yeah, sawdust just would. Yeah, just look into it. It's it's wacky. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's science beef. So uh, now Impossible, trademark, is launching pork. Uh, impossible pork is designed to fill okay. in anywhere ground pork would be used. So there we go. All right, interesting. So if yeah, so it's, I don't know. Impossible pork. Impossible people. <laughs> impossible is weird, man. It's supposed to be like this, you know, meatless, sustainable thing, and it looks like impossibly difficult to make, and maybe even I don't know. It's strange. I think the verdict is probably still out on impossible. I think it's new and, and yeah. You know, so we'll I mean see. that seems understandable. Yeah, trying to find substitutes for protein-based dietary. Yeah, I looked what was in it uh, once, and I'm like, you know what? I'm good. I can just not eat <laughs> a burger. I'd rather eat like a pimento burger or a bean burger or something if I'm just not going to eat. Yeah, burger. and I fucking I fucking love bean burgers, so yeah. there's no loss there really for me. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. That was CES. That was a CES TED Talk. CES wrap up on the phase two. Dope. Call of Duty. Yes, Call of Duty. Yeah. So. um... I think I broke the game for me. You broke the game for you? For me. You yeah, broke the game so, for you. Yes. And okay. it's it's a weird thing to say, so let me explain it. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole game is about like unlocking shit, right? Yeah. Playing through with different weapons and maxing them out and getting the attachments and all that stuff. I have three weapons that I use. Only. Sure. And I've only played for like 37 hours, so I'm not even like... D- I might have even broken level 100. I might have. I'm like... Either ninety nine or one hundred, okay. and I have three you have variants. Now. Like I think, what's up? Did, did you know they reset? 
with the new update, right? What new update? Was there something today? No, no, no. Whenever the update comes out, like that last update that came out, the big one, they introduced like the new maps and the play modes. Oh, yeah. I don't mean season re- pass. I'm level 100. No. Uh, no. Oh, Not so battle pass. I mean like... Actual, hang on. God damn it. <laughs> you're good. Anyway, A character level goes to 155 right now. I can't hear you guys now. Oh. Wait oh. like 30 seconds and I can hear you. Yeah, you're good. You can keep talking. So, no. I, <laughs> we can hear him. That's weird. Okay. No, but uh, what I mean is that like... So the game is all about like having things to do, things to unlock, things to keep progressing through. And I have like perfected my loadout so much that I don't want to try anything else. Hmm. Um, I have a scar. I have three separate scar variants um, because that gun's such a utilitarian beast. I have a sniper, a scout sniper variant that's huge and is. Just as powerful as any of the other scout snipers, just have to throw it on single fire. I have an SMG variant where you take down the tactical, you put the tactical close quarters barrel on it, and then like put a collapsible stock on it, and it's just as big as an MP7, but it fires with the kick of a fucking scar. 7.62 rounds instead of the MP7's little 9mm rounds. And then I have an assault rifle variant. And that's three classes. And then mm-hmm. one class is MP7, and then another class is my FAMAS. And they're all maxed out, and I'm I don't give a fuck about changing <laughs> at all. <laughs> Is it because you're too focused on winning or not getting your ass kicked that you'd rather be the top of the leaderboard than experiment with what the game has to offer? Maybe. Uh huh. Maybe, and I think uh-huh. that might be where where the where the problem lies, right? Where like. Th- I guess experimenting with other weapons is fun if you don't mind losing or not doing super well initially. Um, okay. But, like, if you're in it to win it, which I think most competitive online games are about winning. No, I think maybe that's just part of it. When you've got a brand new weapon, you've got to use it with iron sights to unlock the stuff, right? Like, last right. time we played, I was running around with a, a bare-ass 1911. And luckily, we were playing right. hardcore mode, so that was, I guess it's the 45 version, so it was just dropping people in one shot. And I'm sure they were very angry about that. But, uh, you know, you get a new weapon, you've, you're going to have to suck for a little bit until you unlock the, the features, but I think, sure. and also, uh, maybe you don't have the inclination to be a completionist in this game, such as unlocking all the stuff, sure. so maybe that's their fault for not making you feel like you should. Like, maybe if they gave you something for that, like some sort of XP or in-game currency for unlocking stuff. Yeah, maybe. Uh, like, especially if you had an like... XP as a soldier, and ever sort of like well, another game I'm not going to mention, but every part that you've uh, unlocked and mastered, you get like a total XP because of that. So it's sure. sort of like it's sort of like uh, like a hoarder reward. Yeah, it'd be dope if you got more XP the more guns you 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 uh, maxed out. Th- that you either unlock and then uh, well, there's, you can't max you can't like uh, put XP into an item or max out an item or whatever. But I guess you can do it. You can do a gun. You can unlock a gun fully. Right, so right. That's what I mean. I mean like, if yeah. I if I got to the level sixty five or sixty four, whatever it is, to max out a gun, mm-hmm. um, each progressive gun, if it gave me more character, more like player account XP yeah. towards leveling up, I think I would care about it more. And maybe that's even built in. They're just they haven't made it clear. They haven't like said anything about it. But like at the same time, yeah, it's, interface I don't, is god awful. Oh, it's there's it. so much, dude. It's, there's so fucking much. Yeah. Um, like at the same time, that, what was that free to play war game? <laughs> It's like land, sea, and air. It's like uh, it's got everything. Warface. Uh, 
No, that's just a first-person shooter. Uh, you know, everybody everybody knows what I'm talking about, even if you can't. You're talking about like World of Tanks, World of Ships, something like World that. Of... Yeah, but it's yeah, it's World of not World of War, but anyway, yeah, I, it was free and I installed it. And I looked at the interface and went, nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I couldn't judging, figure it out. And I'm the one time judging a book from a, from its cover, is it actually, War Thunder? Really... Yes, yeah, that 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 I've UI sucks so much. Woo! Yeah, I've got it downloaded on Xbox. And I never, I've so never bad. It. Yeah. Um, so uh, the other thing is, I don't know if I, I don't know if I care because I feel like I'm getting less than I want from it, or if I care because I feel bad for not engaging with more of it. Like I'll play an entire well, night and not equip different guns. What's up? It's not motivating you to do it. Right, but like, so there's still a part of me that when I play for like three hours and I don't use any new weapons, I'm like, man, it'd be nice if I was unlocking something. And there's absolutely shit for me to unlock. I just don't care. <laughs> so the, See, the like, drive here, here, for I'll you to it, be... I'll put it in this perspective. How about, how about okay. we put it this way? I, I own multiple guns, but whenever I go out and shoot, I only shoot the one that I love the most. Because oh, is, I this R, is this RL or, or VR talk? Is Real this VR? Okay. He's talking IRL. He's talking IRL. Uh, IRL, yeah. got it. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, like, I, I shoot the one that's the most fun to shoot, and that's what you're going to do in a video game. It's the one that you feel like you do the best with. It's the one that you're going to get the most kills with. And, like, you know which guns you're good with because you've played Battlefield. You've played all the other Call of Duties, so you understand that the SCAR is going to be your more than likely your best gun. Regardless, yeah. because you... As soon as I saw the unlock, I was like, I'm going to focus on that, and then I'm going yeah. to get three separate guns out of that. Yeah, and, like, on, on mine, like, the M4, I just use the M4. I've even tried the MP5 because I used to love it a lot, and I'm starting to come around on it. Yeah, uh, like sure because not. I used to run and gun on the yeah. old Call of Duties, and now it, it's a little different now. I run iron sights on the MP5 because that's the best way for me to run it, and then the M4, I'm using freaking four time scopes on it. So <laughs> you you run with the gun that you like the most because you know you're going to do good, and that's and that's what's going to keep you interested. Because if you if you're losing because you're using a new gun, you're going to get frustrated and you're not going to play. Sure, sure. So tech. You uh, know that, oh, go ahead. Yeah, for sure. Tech and Dentonstein both made good comments in the chat. Dentonstein said that uh, I have I'm not falling off the game. I just found my fun, which I, I couldn't agree with. I it absolutely enjoy. Sums up what you said and what Ryan said, basically. Yeah, for sure. Experimenting because sure. you found your fun. Yeah, and then but then Tech says that uh, if the mm-hmm. game had good weapons, you'd look to unlock more. Yeah, which is interesting because like I don't know if that's entirely true because there are like Ryan's playing with the M4. I haven't fucked with that gun. Um, mostly because when it first when the game first came out, the gun was broken as shit. Yeah. Um, but I haven't, yeah, I haven't messed with that. But like, he loves it, and I'm sure I would eventually. But I just found what I like in these. I did have a conversation with someone at GameStop yesterday, though. That like, if there's not a UMP in this game, and if they throw a UMP into this game, I will absolutely fucking use it because that gun is dope. That's strange. Is that a licensing thing? I wonder. I don't know because the F the the FAMAS isn't called the FAMAS. It's just called the French five fifty six, right? Okay, which yeah. is yeah, that's the FAMAS, and the uh, MTAR is called the Ram seven. So that's that's a licensing thing. But like the there's just not a UMP. There's not a UMP variant at all. The forty five or the um, UMP five, which those guns are dope, and I use those in Battlefield a lot. Um, I don't know. I don't. It was just a thought I wanted to share that like for some reason. 
I don't care so much about unlocking everything in Call of Duty, and I thought I felt guilty about it, but now I don't. So thank you for assuaging my guilt. Sure. I, well, uh, that wasn't my intention. But <laughs> I wasn't trying to make you feel less guilty. No, but fuck it. I think there should be some imperative to seeing what else the game has to offer, especially yeah. if you've played it for fifty hours or more. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Yeah, maybe I will. I also haven't, like, completely unlocked all the paints and shit, so there's still, like, challenges within the guns that are super specific to play style. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't crouch a lot while I run around. While I run around. <laughs> I don't crouch a lot while I play that game, so, like, I need to focus on crouching and getting kills so I can unlock all the... All the Who were we the, playing with last time? Was it uh, Hammer? Yeah. He was really slow, and I had really fun walking around with him. He wouldn't crouch, but he would just not push the stick all the way down. Oh yeah, I had to. Really t- I told him about that a couple of days ago. Yeah, that was nice. Be- because we would we would play, and he would get really really shitty KDs like five and twenty seven sometimes. <laughs> and I was watching. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he was like, "Look, I fucking suck when you're around." And it would. It's because he would he would die, and then he would he would increase his pace. Yeah. He'd be like, fuck, and he'd run to get back to it, and he'd get hit mm-hmm. by a guy from a different direction. Yeah. And I was like, yo, don't get mad. Slow down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, slow down and check corners before you go around them instead of running around them and hoping you can quick draw. And it, like, leveled out his gameplay a lot. And that's, um, that's the difference for me is if I need to move faster. Oh, like, you think it, you need to move faster? Yeah. Is that no, what you're I, no, I, no, when I do move faster, when I, I, I book the whole time and, like, slide around corners and do stuff like that, that's when I catch people coming around the corner at the same time. But I'm laying on the ground sliding and just, yep. blind, you know, hit fire somebody instead. And, like, my game changes so much more. Or, like, I slide around corners intentionally because <coughs> people, I know people are going to be hiding there. So yeah. I step my game up and move as quick as I possibly can. And then I start to do better, and and if that doesn't work, then I slow down. Yeah, I need to bind some. I need to bind a key to to the crouch button on my um, Elite controller because running and sliding isn't as isn't as fun when you have to take your thumb off the aim stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah that doesn't. That's not conducive for uh, aiming while sliding at all. Yep. Yeah. So I need to I need to do that because that's a good point. I get slid on all the time. <laughs> Come around a corner and a guy's sliding and firing. And I'm like, well, fuck, I didn't. I almost didn't see you. Yeah. Um, but you know, <clears throat> okay. Any more Call of Duty stuff? Ben, are you liking Call of Duty? I mean, it's fun enough. We definitely ran into some horse shit when we played our last session. That game where we were like dying back to back. That container level. Oh, that's right. just that level. Shit, oh, fucking that level. Is, <laughs> that yeah. level blows. Um, There's no way you can spawn twelve people on that map without fuckery. Um. What else? Yeah. No, it's fun. I enjoy it. It's solid enough. I don't ever feel too ripped off unless you're just getting our asses kicked then like like the call of duty format is if you're doing well you get rewarded with bigger weapons so like right yeah the kill streak all the kill streaks get all the best stuff wait a minute what How'd... and then you can use your kill streaks to to, increase, get, more to get to the next kill streak yeah and then now you're just broken. demolishing everybody because they run like the the vtol and then the gunship yeah, there's and nothing then, you can do about it. And then the airstrike, like, you can't oh stop God. that. You just stay inside and hug <clears throat> your knees like a fucking <clears throat> PTSD. Yeah. But, oh, I've gotten I've gotten chopper gunners on shipment, and it's mean. Yeah. I'm just like, cool, I'm going to kill people for the next, like, 30 seconds indiscriminately, and I'll right. get, like, 15 or 20 kills. 
I was actually. I don't have that. I don't have that perk activated that lets you get kill streak stuff by using kill streaks. Because it gets rid of a. It gets rid of like a set of good ones that you can yeah. use. Yeah. Like yeah. it's like hiding from UAVs, like ghosts and all that shit. Like it gets rid of ghosts. So then you're like, oh. do I get rid of ghosts or to to increase my kill streaks that I may never get to? Or yeah, no, I run ghosts and cold blooded on everything, so you can't see me with shit. Yeah, but I I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but like Modern Warfare, like Call of Duty Four, like the highest kill streak was like seven, and that was dogs. Wow. And now the highest is like fucking 13 15. or 15 yeah so i mean i mean people are getting better sure than what we used to and we didn't have to try as hard back then but it was still difficult to get seven kills at least i mean we thought it was and i went uh, 23 and 0 the other day i saw that this shit was dope <laughs> yeah, it's insane. but yeah it's just i mean i was thinking about that i was like man we used to only have to get seven kills and there was times that we couldn't do that and now we're like fucking cranking out fifteen kill streaks and stuff like that. It's like that's insane. It's crazy. Yeah, what an evolution. I think that that's like they built that. It, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Um, so twenty twenty is here fully. We are with we are beyond our first week of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you guys most excited about? Because this year's poised to be fucking massive. We got we getting both both consoles this year. Yeah, if PlayStation doesn't release this year, they will be. <laughs> it'll hurt real bad. So I imagine they have to. I can't. I can't see a world where Xbox releases multiple consoles because they're gonna have a second uh, version to the next Xbox. Um, they might even have a third because they still have Lockhart and Anaconda. Project Lockhart and Anaconda. Lockhart's supposedly the the digital one, the disc free one. Anaconda's like a cheaper, more affordable, <clears throat> but still stronger than the Xbox One X version. Um, so if Xbox launches with three systems, two systems even, and PlayStation doesn't have a response this year, like I don't think Sony uh, diehards, committeds, loyals, cultists are. I'm really worried got worse and worse. about what Xbox has to offer. They're just going to wait. I don't think Sony's going to suffer at all. No, but that's diehards are a fraction of the percentage of players. A lot of people want to play games. And if Sony doesn't respond with a console until like January or February, that's three months of holidays with parents buying consoles for kids in an age where cross plays a thing and people will be able to say like it's fine you just when you get your playstation i'll be able to play call of duty with you right like i think that's da- mm. that's a dangerous risk to take for playstation now don't get me wrong i think playstation's seemingly had its head up its butt for a minute so i don't think it's completely out of the question but i don't think it's a very smart decision to make to wait what do you guys think of that design uh, is that the actual ps5 design I don't know. It's the only image people are circulating. Well, they haven't. PlayStation hasn't confirmed anything yet. So, if they release a system that looks like a modem, there it does look like a modem. It absolutely it, does. I fucking hate it. It's so bad. <laughs> oh, that's. I think that's the dev kit. Yeah, I think that's the dev kit. Dev kits always look wacky. PS4 dev kit looks like a silver shoebox. It's the fucking strangest thing in the world. Yeah, I don't know about that. Chat. What do you guys think? <laughs> Yeah, let us know. It's uh, weird. No, I I just seen this one. 
I'm gonna send this to the to our chat, and then we can put it in the the notes or whatever if need be, so everybody else can see it. But I just found that one, which that one actually yeah. looks pretty sweet. If that's the case, not bad. Definitely looks like a bunch of shapes slapped together. <laughs> it looks like the shapes it's better than a fucking skyscraper. Yikes! That PS, yeah, that it looks like a modem, dude. It looks like a modem. Um, the one you just sent. Yeah, I don't like that either. But that's fine. But that's. I don't know. Like <clears throat> the Xbox One Series X is. Or what the fuck did I just say? The Xbox Series X. Uh, I I think it looks good. It just looks like a PC tower. It looks like a frag box. Ben, didn't you have a frag box back in the day? That back when you were playing. Familiar. Back when you were playing Day of Defeat in Counter Strike, living with Grant. Oh wow! Yeah, I might have. Sheesh. Yeah. It was like a it was like a PC that was a square. Yeah. It was a cube instead of a, like a rectangular tower. It was still it was pretty big, the... but it was it was definitely more cubular than rectangular. Cubular, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, frag box. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you drinking, Ben? Looks like uh-huh. chocolate Bailey's. No, it's it's uh, eggnog uh. with uh, a coffee liqueur and uh. brandy. Liqueur. Uh. Liqueur. Yes. Hey, coffee, liqueur. For the uninitiated, there's a difference between liquor and liqueur. Just, so, just throwing that out. Yeah, one's French. Just like there's um, a difference between a crevice and a crevasse. And a bezel and a bevel. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Comparative Words, the, a new podcast brought yes. to you by three nerds. Um, I'm drinking a... Comparative a, nerds. <laughs> comparative nerds. Um, that's, that's Yep. Uh, I'm drinking chocolate uh, Baileys that's homemade. Oh, nice. Ooh, yes. Fancy. My mom gave me a bottle. She has a friend that bootlegs. Whose mom? My mom? What? Oh. Did I say your mom? No, I, I thought you said a mom. A, <laughs> <laughs> a mom. A gave mom me. gave me this. <laughs> yeah, I got her kid a great deal on Nintendo Switch games, and she was like, have some alcohol. Uh, uh, tech eggnog can be preserved for uh, weeks if it's got alcohol in it. Almost sometimes... For a very long time, indefinitely. <laughs> ben, ben just didn't want to. <laughs> he didn't want. I didn't want to lock he in. He didn't want to admit to saying he's had eggnog in his fridge for a month and a half. <laughs> he just keeps pouring whiskey in it. <laughs> it's only been two weeks. Yeah, that's not. That's fine. It's got <laughs> it, it had alcohol in it. That's how that works. I have fresh alcohol. I made fresh eggnog the other night. No more. You made milk. like your own. I made my own eggnog, and uh, the directions said you drink this immediately. <laughs> oh yeah, you like um, homemade eggnog when you can't like fucking pasteurize that shit or whatever. Yeah, yeah you go through quick. Uh, but you let it chill and then drink that bitch. You have twenty four hours. <laughs> let uh, it chill and drink that bitch. It, it, it will. <laughs> you will self destruct. Otherwise, uh, and then how long <laughs> you can keep it? It depends on how much alcohol you put in it. So I put a lot in it. Uh, but it still only lasted like a week because I drank it every night, and then I gained five pounds. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, oh man, it was just I w- mostly because of the cream. Because like drinking an egg is not going to make you fat, obviously. No, yeah. no. Rocky's Rocky is a thick boy though. Um, last time I bought eggnog, so I didn't get eggnog for the podcast that one day, and I was fucking pissed. What's up, Zing? Mm-hmm. Uh, in the chat, just jumped what up, in. Zing. Um, <clears throat> but when I went to Aldi after that episode, I grabbed a. a quart of eggnog from like the normal dairy fridge and Amanda was just like seriously and I was like Christmas is fucking over I have bought one quart of this you will deal with me getting another one 
And then as I turned and looked, I saw a bunch of all these special offer buys, fucking um, Oberweiss eggnog. Yeah, and I was like, I went. I turned around and threw it right back and grabbed two of those. That shit was so good. And yeah. then she looked at the she looked at the health facts on the back, and she was like, "A cup of this is forty five percent of your daily intake of fat." And I was yeah. like, "Yep." Uh, never yeah never look at nutritional facts if you don't look at them they're not real yeah it's like like Tinkerbell you gotta clap you gotta believe in it for it exists (laughs) (laughs) believe Peter (laughs) (laughs) oh shit okay so consoles obviously looking forward to consoles but that's not it this year right like because I'm I can't even afford to pay attention so I'm not looking forward to buying new consoles so um, I am actually more interested in getting VR this year than a console. But sure. uh, well, I mean, a I'm, console's not necessary. So, also, if you just set aside like five bucks a week for the next thirty-five weeks, <laughs> that'll get you what? That's not I know crazy. No, um, but that will get you a good start. And if you trade your Xbox One X towards it, there's no reason to hang on to it. That's true. The Xbox One Series, the, fuck, the Xbox Series X is just gonna play. Everything from the Xbox One X better anyway. So, right. but what's the point in getting rid of your Xbox if you know you're not going to probably afford it when you can still play with your friends and play the same games that no, no, he's gonna have. he's saying if you saved up enough. T- no, no, to, I, I get I get what he's yeah. saying, but I'm just yeah. saying like you don't need to wait till you yeah have for the, wait till you immediately have. you don't need to right no, yeah there's no reason to get it if you're going to be able it to play the same games because it's all backwards compatible yeah. Well, Halo's not going to be... I guarantee an, it will. I bet, you Halo's, I bet you Halo Infinite's you. not... 35 yeah, weeks at $5 is only $175. is not even a dent in a But when you, tra- when you add that to like a $250, $300 trade for the Xbox One X, then you've got most of the $500 system knocked out. I'm but not talking still, about... But then you have no Xbox because you still have to come up with the extra money... No, you trade the, the you trade the Xbox One the day you pick up the Series X. I'm not saying like, God, inconsequential. What else are we looking forward to? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Ben, I know you're getting ready to hide in a hole for a few weeks in a couple months. Um, uh, Cyberpunk. Yeah. Yeah. I have um, an unrealistic level of expectation for that game. An unfair amount. Of anticipation, uh, and that's that kind of sucks. I I kind of dread that, you know. Like, there are a few things that I will just let myself get that excited about. I think God of War was one of them. God sure. of War was definitely one of the things. Like, this is just going to deliver. I don't care. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Probably probably a major MCU release. I know is going to be probably pretty good. Yeah, they, sure, sure. They kind of haven't messed up at all. But like, um, CD Projekt Red is has not really made a bad game, and uh, not in a while, at least. Yeah. So, I'm yeah. I'm I'm scared of how much I I'm anticipating it. So it kind of sucks. <laughs> I'm like I'm dreading it, and I'm excited at the same time. For sure. Yeah. Dentenstein made a good point. He's got Cyberpunk Red, which is a board game that's a prequel. Yeah. The tabletop. It's a prequel to yeah. twenty seventy seven. He's been trying to organize a game for, and we haven't. I haven't ever like helped to actually be a part of that. So we do need to absolutely do that. Yeah, one hundred percent. 
I don't know, Ryan. What's on the What's on the docket for you? What's the thing you're most excited about this year? Are you? I tried to I tried to say we should play Halo a few months ago, and your reaction made me very sad. Um, are you actually excited for Halo Infinite, or are you has, has that series has that uh, series sailed on you? I don't know. I like this year. I, f- I found out that like I actually cared more for Star Wars than I ever thought I did. <laughs> I'm just comparing that to like the Halo experience, I guess. Because like whenever I saw the new movie, like I got emotional. I was like, "Yep, I actually care a lot more than I than like I make myself lead on to believe." But like I guess with Halo, it still does that to me. Like when I saw the trailer, or whatever, and he wiped the window, and Master Chief was there. Like, oh, I felt it. Like I, I was like, <laughs> "All right, I, I felt something." But it's just like I don't know. Like it's just I think I think it's a single player aspect, and it's, I guess it's not the single player, but it's. I know co-op is something that I like to play too, but I don't. I don't know. I feel like just I would have to go back through all of them before I played Infinite because I've the storylines yeah. have all clashed for me. Like, oh, dude, um, it, having it gets really thick towards the end. They start throwing out a lot of proper nouns that that are kind of hard to track. I think. Yeah, Halo, Halo Five games, was very lore dense. Yeah. The four first games are like you know covenant and then flood and then that's it and then the covenant oh look oh look the flood are back it's like four games of the same shit yeah. and then eventually they're like the library the didact and it's like what is happening yeah. prometheans Re- reclamation and prometheans and all this stuff like oh well so it ended up not being as complicated as i thought this year when we played it again yeah um, yeah yeah for sure i've had years to gestate <laughs> but yeah um, I did go into Halo 4 and Halo 5 when we were playing those, like, expecting to have a lot of shit to explain to Nan as we were playing through them. And then, like, specifically in Halo 5, when they clarify... Not 5, actually. Halo 4. When they clarify, like, who the didact is, who the librarian is, how the Forerunners lost to the Flood. Afterwards, I was like, oh, that made a lot of sense. Yeah. But for some reason, playing it in 2013 or whatever, I was like, the fuck is going on? <laughs> there are two things I care about Halo. I care about John. Yep. And I care about Halsey. So that's that's one thing actually. Just the, yeah, I don't even John, know who the, the old. Talking about so John's Master, Master, Chief. Master Chief. No, I know that, but like okay, um, Halsey's the scientist that Halsey's the lady that kidnapped him and turned him into a superhuman. Yeah, so, but he's everybody loves her like a mother anyway. Um, maybe a little bit of Stockholm syndrome, but uh. So I care about the origin story, the original Halo origin, which is John and and the Doctor. Yeah. Um, I also care about um, the dream of uh, of um, AI becoming like a, a a functioning member of of you know this new. I'm tripping over words, you know. I hate to say society because there's tons of memes wrapped around that, but like you know. AI not being terminal anymore and becoming eternal or whatever and becoming yeah, like the singularity a the new singularity species. model yeah and then and then of course it's you know it's Cortana's new goal is to assimilate people into her new you know eternal life AI scheme or whatever so that yeah. I'm not putting I'm not using the best words to describe it people who know know what I'm talking about but like I'm interested to see how that turns out Taylor correct me if I'm wrong I might have missed the chapter while you were playing with mom. Wasn't there a point in the game where somebody was zapping Earth and it was like Phoenix and it was like assimilating humans and like a couple hundred thousand got assimilated before you were able to stop it? Yeah, that's the very end of Halo 4. 
So okay. um, there's a, a giant thing that gets stolen from... Sorry, this is a Halo lore dump real quick. Yeah. There's a, a giant plot point at the end of Halo 4 once the Didact gets out of Requiem, the shield planet, the shield world you're on, yeah. where he hunts down an object called the Composer, which is this like... 30-story obelisk of steel that flies through space. And he gets to Earth and aims it at, yeah, like Phoenix. Yeah. And turns it on and then just disintegrates, like, most of the city of Phoenix. Um, And the composer is what the Covenant used... Or, sorry. (laughs) The composer is what the Forerunners used to turn themselves into digital um, data to try and fight the flood and they never figured out how to get back out of it which is why they lost yeah and so like bringing that up in halo 4 and then cortana going mad in halo 5 and possibly not being the only cortana in the universe but being a fragment um because she fragmented herself like dozens of times before she died yeah with quotes um and Halsey still existing is leading to all of this like possibility that they can find a way to finish the composer and take Halsey, who's made the only AI actually made from human brain material, and take her back out of the network and turn her into a person. Yeah. Which would be fucking bananas. You're right. So that's the two elements I'm most interested in. Of course, at a more game, uh, you know, we could hypothesize what kind of game it's going to be. I'm obviously very excited about that. Yeah, no Is it, it going to have Battle Royale? Is it going to have four-player co-op through the story? Is it going to have, you know, what's it going to be? What is it going to be? Is it going to be open world? You know? You know, who I don't knows? Know. Yeah. There's underwater shit in the first trailer, though. <laughs> and that's, like, not a thing in the games. Right. Like a mech walking underwater. Um, sorry, Ryan, it was, this was all part of a question directed at you. What are you excited about this year? And don't let us talk about Halo anymore. Um, I think I'm excited for Skull and Bones. It's a. Caleb's did we lose Caleb? Up? I think we lost Caleb. No, I can still hear y'all. Can you hear me? No. Nope. Oh, well, yeah, I can hear you, but uh, we can't see you. It looks like you're sleeping. Yeah, my uh, video. Yeah, he looks fine on the uh, Twitch, but not in the Discord. That's weird. really weird. Okay, that's fine. Whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to Skull and Bones. Um, I, f- I feel like. So, I mean, I don't play Sea of Thieves very often, but I feel like this is going to be a different vibe than Sea sure. of Thieves. I um, definitely. It's going to definitely feel... Did you play the pirate uh, Assassin's Creed games? No. No, I didn't. I've, I've watched Caleb play it, and I've watched some streamers play it. And What about uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey? No, I didn't, I didn't play any... I, the last Assassin's you Creed... You haven't played, played Creed since Revelations, right? Or, no, yeah, I, play, I beat Revelations. Okay, yeah. so it looks like that, if you ask me. Yeah, so it, I think it looks pretty good. Um, I don't know a whole lot about it. I just watched some gameplay, but I, I haven't do- like dove into it to see exactly what it's going to be. But that looks really good from the gameplay. Um, you know, I'll play that mi- with you. Twelve minutes looks really fucking dope. Sure does. Wait, is twelve minutes that one that's like the top down yeah. in a in an top, apartment top down loop that you're stuck in, and like you have yeah, to, like, fuck, you have to man. figure out what happens, and then like the trailer, it's this. The husband comes home from you know from work or whatever, and they're eating dinner, and a cop knocks on the door, and the wife's freaking out, and like the cops accusing your wife of murder, and like that's like, and then all of a sudden, like I think you or her gets shot, and then like the game snaps back, and you start over, and like yeah. you can progress further and further as you figure things out. So yeah, I, the game I looks like great. I feel like that's going to be a good puzzle one that I'm going to want to play, um, and then. 
Deathloop also looks really good. Fuck, dude, you're excited about single player shit, and that makes me excited. That's awesome. Deathloop looks fucking. It's I guess like we haven't seen assassin, any gameplay. Two assassins but, that keep killing each other over and over again, and you can like, like run into scenarios. each other at different points yeah. in the timeline. Yeah, oh, that's fuck yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh that was made by people that defect not defected, but that's the term <laughs> that came to mind. That's a uh, that's made by people who left the um, arcane com- uh, team that made Dishonored one and two. Interesting. Gotcha. And like, if anyone's good at making stealth assassin style games, I'm just interested in playing a game made by the people who made uh, Dishonored than anything Bethesda touches. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, Bethesda's been shitting games a couple for a couple years. I don't like Fallout 76 at all, and ESO fucking blows to me. To me. That game's got a, a steady community, and I don't want to say that it's a bad game overall. Just to me, not my... I wanted Skyrim with two, three people, not 300. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Anything other than Deathloop in uh, 12 minutes? Any multiplayer shit? Well, I guess we don't really know, do we? We don't. We, they, we know that Treyarch's making a Call of Duty. I've been looking all day, and it's just like there's, there's not a whole lot. If the, we know, if the we rumors know are true... Bring the multi somehow. Yeah, sure. If the rumors are true that we're getting a Bad Company 3 this year... I will lose my fucking mind. <laughs> if we get that this year, I'll lose my mind, but it's planned for 21, isn't it? It's supposed to be a launch window title, which may mean, like, February of 2021. Can it yeah. be as good as it used to be now that there's a new engine? Are you guys still going to like it? it I don't know. It be better. I think I that, mean, I think I think that Battlefield has, like, progressed definitely in a more Call of Duty direction, making things faster and more... Uh, Fast and stuff, (laughs) (laughs) but I think that like the core of Bad Company Two is still very much possible and popular. I think that people are tired of some mechanics being in all shooters, like the sniper scope glint and things like that. That Battlefield Bad Company Two had different solutions for. Um, I don't know. Bad Company Three will be good to me because like. I want to finish the story of that that group of guys because they were fucking awesome, and I just I want. I don't remember caring about them. I'm more well. I was younger when I played them too. They may not stand up. I haven't played that campaign in like ten years. Hmm. Um, but the, I also more just I'm excited for Battlefield to come back to present day. Right. I want all my guns and my attachments and all my my duties and doodads and gadgets and what's not. Did Bad Company have um uh. Planes or just helicopters? Helicopters. Just helicopters. Right. There were helicopters in the uh, core game, too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you had those... uh, I don't know if they were Blackhawks, but I think they were Blackhawks. Um, They were Apaches, I thought. Oh, there were attack helicopters, too, because there was the Hind on the Russian side. Yeah. Which is that big, fucking bubbly helicopter. Yeah, that looked goofy as shit. Yeah, weird spherical cockpits. And that one map where if you got both of them, you could just fucking run the teams forever. Yeah, that was, um, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I remember that. That, yeah. Isla Innocentes. Yeah, fucking hate it. The that. one that was like the three islands you're moving towards and then the coastline. Yeah. Yeah, you could fuck up in that game. I, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I super want Battlefield to go back to present day, and I think Bad Company 3 is the best way to do it. 
Uh, and EA, a couple months ago, said that they're like doing things for the next Battlefield that have never been done before in shooters, especially multiplayer shooters. What so that like, I don't know what that could be. Mean. They're talking about like some kind of. I don't know. They like already the, have the, bullet drop. They already have fucking wind. They've got fucking everything. Level destruction. Yeah, well, they they actually have less wall destruction than they used to. Hmm. We better be able to fucking knock down any building on the fucking map. Wait, have you? Yeah, I mean, like what, like what we used to be able to do, where we could call in an airstrike as a sniper and drop oh, I missed the, the mortar for recon so much, dude. It was so good, and they're just like, nope, don't want to do that anymore. Like, man, that I remember was when Battlefield Three had like an actual mortar tripod you could set up. And I was like, oh, shit. And I would, yeah. like, land mortars on people and not kill them and be like, "Yeah, wait, gotta what? Play, gotta <laughs> yeah, play like, hardcore mode. We, we'd, we'd have instances where we couldn't do anything on Bad Company 2. So we're like, just take the whole block down and just nuke four Yeah, buildings. a bunch of sniper classes just bloop, yeah. bloop, bloop, bloop. And we, and we clear everybody out and make it a, a level playing field because we couldn't, we couldn't figure out how to beat them. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's... Insane, but now I, I feel like they got rid of that so easily for the yeah. next game, and I, I feel like we've gotten less and less. Well, Battlefield time. Battlefield One and Five had pretty good destructibility when you were driving tanks. Like there are several tanks that can just drive straight through things, yeah, entirely through buildings. But like, eh, um, no, I think that. Um, yeah. <laughs> instead of it's fucking Zing in the chat. Yeah, Zing in chat said instead of <laughs> you play as a humanitarian aid rebuilding the regions you destroyed in previous games. <laughs> Battlefield. I just, Battlefield, Battlefield peacekeeper, rust and you just put it back together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I, as morbid as this sounds, I think uh, you could go the next level with ballistics in that. You know, it's pretty classic that if you get knocked in these games, you can get picked back up, right? So if the ballistics came into play and where you got hit came into play, such as a fifty cal knocking your head off your shoulders, I think I think Battlefield needs to <laughs> shock paddles aren't going to wake that guy yeah. up. <laughs> why is yeah. he, why is he waking up? But I think uh, if they if they worked in ballistics and we got dismemberment. Finally, as morbid as that is, I I find it absolutely ridiculous that when you hit somebody with a grenade, and you know the old video game physics engine, you see the body fucking shoot thousands of feet into the air, you know, because that's yeah. the, that's the way the mathematics, you yeah. know, uh, it dictates as as opposed to the body just going pop, you know. Yeah, sure. You know, I, I I just I just don't understand how we've had dismemberment in Soldier of Fortune in nineteen ninety whatever five. Eight something. This old PC game, one of the first games to do dismemberment and first-person shooters for you young young lads. But it's so thirty years have passed, and bodies are still getting rocketed into space because they'd have the, rather have the body get launched than have dismemberment or have the bodies pop. It's really strange. My, I'm sensing it's an ESRB thing, maybe. But well, like, it's probably a little bit of that. It's probably a little bit of a fucking system tax thing too, like a body staying a body instead of becoming right. multiple physics dependent right. parts. It's probably a little bit easier. There's um, Call of Duty's had dismemberment too, and I didn't think it did anything extra for me. But they also don't have reviving, so whatever. What, um, if, what if they turn these battlefields into real life scenarios? What if there was like explain. civilians? Oh wow. 
Yeah. Oh my god. Well, I mean, Call of, the Call of Duty campaign did that. Yeah, I know, that's Can you what, imagine that's multiplayer maps with civvies like, and shit? Yeah, that's wow. what I'm saying. Like, Call of Duty stepped it up in the campaign. Dude! Dude! What if... What if they, what if they made that shit fucking real? Like, What if it was uh, offense-defense, the defense had a town, and each civilian life was a ticket on your counter, and nope. you, ha- you had that's, to keep the civilians yeah. alive... Yeah, but then the other team's the other team's job is to kill civilians. Yeah, and that sucks. Yeah, one, yeah, one, yeah. It'd be, have to be like a survivor mode for them to do that. Like it's AIs coming in to kill the civilians, and you have to defend. Like I could see that game mode being pretty cool. Like you have to. Yeah, like yeah. firefight, but you're defending something as well. Yeah, <laughs> battlefield war crime. <laughs> yeah, no, let's not have that. <laughs> no, but a firefight mode where you're defending like uh, people Geneva. escaping. Battlefield what? Geneva? Geneva. Yeah. No, um, I don't know. Like, I, I, I venture more on the side of having, um, like, disabling human targets instead of just vehicles. So that if I hit you in the legs, you can't sprint anymore. Or if I hit you in the chest, like, you're, you're crawling and you can't do anything. Games have done that in the I past. I think people are going to hate that. Yeah. Th- we we got to tread the border between simulator and, you know, fun. <laughs> Yeah, like, sure. Yeah, the, uh, there's a game called America's Army. You guys remember that? Sadly, yes. I yeah, those game. games were way too sim, and they yeah. didn't survive because it did shit like that. You hit well, somebody's I mean, leg, it, and then you're crawling now. So yeah, I think but, I think if you get your leg blown off, I think more so you're going to be more worried about that than trying to stay alive. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. I think you're going to be grabbing for that instead of your gun. So that's not really. Lifelike, yeah. yeah adding this, um, adding to the scale of the conflict by adding AI could be really interesting. You yeah. Know, so you have sixty four human players, but then another couple hundred AIs. That could be incredible. Like, but you get you get deducted for like killing them. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what Titanfall did. Titanfall, yeah. you were you were pilots, and pilots were above grunt grunt class soldiers. Uh, and like, if you killed a couple of grunts, they gave you a few. Po- like, I think it gave you like one or five points. And if you killed a pilot, you got like fifty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so right. like, you could add points by killing um, AI, but you'd have to kill a whole fucking mop bucket of them to be able to get enough to actually complement your score enough to outrun somebody. Um, I don't know. They said I don't like. I remember the statement vaguely, but I remember them saying something about like. The way you'll be able to interact with things will be different than they've ever done, and like on a multiplayer interactivity level, it's beyond what they've done before. So they've got to step it up for the to beat this new Call of Duty, though. Sure, but at the same time, I think that this Call of Duty tried to do a lot of stuff that Battlefield already has done well. Like Ground War is absolutely Call of Duty trying to be Battlefield, it's and it's Battlefield Light. A lot it's of not people good. play it. A lot of yeah. people still play it. I guess it. I should try and go back to it, because it was awful the first week. But yeah, who knows? Yeah. Um, I'm also looking forward to Final Fantasy, of course. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. I found a really fucking weird game in the list. That, what? That it sounds so... It's so... I don't know. It's it's from Nintendo, and it's called Boyfriend Dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> and what it is is... It's a dungeon. What they say in it, it says it's a dungeon crawling dating sim mashup. And that you, sounds fucking awesome. But you date your weapons. Your weapons yeah. become real. 
and you go on dates and like the more that you use that weapon in the dungeon the more uh, like connected you become with your weapon Jesus that's brilliant oh my god oh. is it brilliant Whoa. I want that so much yes look at the art on this I did not expect that at all <laughs> oh man oh wow Oh, that's awesome. I love it. I want it. I love it, it, JRPGs. Yeah, well, well, They're so fucking bananas. It, What'd you say? It's one of the sentences, like, if you think about it, fighting side by side in close quarters is the, pers- is the perfect setup for romance to blossom. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, man, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, there is, uh, I'm super looking forward to Watch Dogs Legion. Cool. Uh, no one else shares that sentiment. But they haven't um, said anything, have they? Well, it was supposed to come out in March. They just pushed it back to Q Q three Q four Q launch window. Uh, new new system launch window. Um, see, I've got the the fucking thing right here in my office. Is there a way on Discord to make your camera not inverted? Nope. I have no idea. <laughs> ben says probably. No, and I said then, I have no idea. Oh, I thought you said uh, yeah. And, and then said, nope. Yeah, well, my whole office is backwards, except when I'm streaming because it yeah. looks right. OBS it looks is right ob- for us, and then it it's reversed right. On the but for me, it looks in reverse. Yeah. Sure. Oh, really? So is mine. Ben's is the yeah, only one that's same that? for me. Ben's no, is what? It's ben, opposite for me. Yeah, Ben Ben's on the right side for me, and it's on the right side for the for Twitch. So I don't know. Yeah. Weird. Uh, we old. How about um. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Yep, Ghost of Tsushima looks dope. Um, hang on, I want to talk about Watch Dogs Legion. You mo, you no, fuckos. Yeah, we did see a trailer really for that. Dude. That's right. I'd, ra- I'd rather talk about Microsoft Flight Simulator. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that game it would be so, that game would be dope. It looks really fucking good. By the way. Looks I'm getting a I'm getting a Hodus from a guy that comes that's a regular to my GameStop. Amazing. Um, so is. I'll have a Hodus. Uh, hands on throttle and stick. It's a a whole setup for playing. Just say, just say <laughs> the whole setup for. Just say joystick and throttle, you dork. They're called Hodus, though. It's I'm sure. They, I know they are, but fuck off. Um, You're also the guy that likes to use words you have to define. So carry on with your with your bad self. I used I used a gaming term that people who play flight sim games use. Meanwhile, so how many else of goes, us huh? play flight sim games? <laughs> One. You mean the you mean the, the the smallest slice of the industry? Is that is that what you mean? <laughs> Doesn't that of us. them? Yeah, <laughs> them. And hey, fucking the three the the people in our of the people in our chat. At least one of them knew what a hodas was. Yeah, yeah. So it's the same number. Of you people got you got a on. hot ass there. Is that what? It yeah, is? I'm grabbing this grabbing this hot ass. Um, <laughs> to talk about legions then. Mr. Also, hot, hodas isn't a gaming. Ass. Also, HOTUS isn't a gaming term. I think it's a military term, <laughs> but whatever. Um, no, I think Watch Dogs Legion looks super dope. Um, apparently, Ryan's sad and leaving. No, um, I think Watch Dogs Legion looks really dope. The idea of being able to play with every NPC you interact with is interesting, and it'll be it'll yeah. be interesting how they how they uh, Im- actually implement that. But like the idea of when you die, you don't like respawn. You just go to a different DeadSec member. Um, I wonder if that's like a... If that's a save scumming... If you can save scum that. If you can just save enough that when someone dies you can reload a previous thing. Or if there's going to be like a level of difficulty where it's just like, nope, do this. 
and mm. makes it makes you live with all of those of those uh, situations. Yeah. Um, but Watch Dogs is going cyberpunk, and cyberpunk games are fucking dope to me. So, give me a fucking cyberpunk Watch Dogs open world game. Um, I will eat that shit up one hundred percent. And as uh, as Dentenstein said, Watch Dogs Two had some really really great um, like integrated multiplayer stuff built in. Yeah, where like other players could show up in your game, and you could invade other games, and they were all that stuff was a lot of fun, and yeah. it was nice that you could turn it on or off. So, you know, leave me alone. Yeah. Um, That stuff was dope. And I loved Watch Dogs too. So, yeah, I'm all about that. Um, Ghost of Tsushima looks dope. I am still curious to see enough gameplay of that to get a feel for what it's actually going to feel like. I feel like Ghost of Tsushima, though, is going to turn out to be the game I wanted Sekiro to be, which is. Sure. The like, and don't get me wrong. Sekiro won Game of the Year last year, and I think it's absolutely deserving of it. And like that game is very technically sound and really well made. It's just it's still a Souls esque game, and I'm not a huge fan of that difficulty yeah. spike. Yeah. And if Ghost of Tsushima focuses a little more heavily on stealth and makes you, and the combat's a little more Arkham like, as shitty as that sounds, like I want that. Um. For sure. Uh, Last of Us 2 is in May. Is it really? Can't wow. fucking wait for that. May 31st. Um, so that'll be a whole thing. Uh, I want to see... I don't know. Uh, what's up? I want to see what Beyond Good and Evil 2 turns into. Sure. I bet we'll see more. I, E3 this year is going to be fucking huge. Yeah. And I... But there's E3 is going to be so... At the end of this year, like... I mean, it's not at the end, but it's like halfway through the year. A lot June. will have happened. Yeah, a lot, yeah, that's a lot of time missed out on games that could have been here, but I know they're wanting to wait to release for the new console, but since all these games are going to be able to play on the new consoles, why not? I, I don't know. I hate, I, E3's I, always in June. I so, much, I so much hate that people are like, we're not going to release games until the new console. But why? Because people are going to buy the new console and they're going to still buy the game, so at least get money from us now to play it on our old consoles. See, I, <laughs> I, I agree with that partially because there is also the idea that like, if you build for current-gen stuff, you are going to be limited by what you can do if the next-gen stuff does more. So people that are working on stuff... and they both, though. Not all games. For most games are going to be built for Most both. will be. Most will be, yes. But like... I don't think the ones that are releasing on both are worried about waiting. We're getting Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima before the console launch. And Cyberpunk. Then those games are fucking huge, and they're not waiting for the launch. They're just releasing before. Um, I can't really think of anything that got pushed back other than that. Like, some studios, I think, maybe took a year extra in their dev cycle, and so we just haven't seen anything from them at all, so that they can make a game that could release on the next system. Um, But, who knows. Um... But there's a good chance. I, I don't want to say good because I don't know. No, but there's a chance that like your boys on this podcast might be at E3 this year. Uh, so I would like to see that happen. That would be fucking insane. Oh yeah, and, I meant to talk about disintegration. We'll get to that. But. Yeah, for sure. Um, talk, it'd be super dope if we could go to what, E3. What are the chances? So the like stipulation for getting press stuff when I applied like two years ago is that you have to post, like, two times a month for, like, nine months. And we've had a weekly podcast on top of videos, on right. top of articles. 
as far as I know about with press credentials, we got that shit. We're in there. Yeah. 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 So, as soon as... I've, I've got email updates and Google alerts and all sorts of shit. As soon as the registration opens for that, we're going to get applications in for all four of us and uh, just cross I mean, our fingers from there. Because definitely the think ner- that Nerdy Bits be... at E3... What's up? I, I think that should be more important for a lot of you than than San Diego this year. Sure, yeah, it def- Well, I mean, E three's always been more important than Comic Con. Comic Con's um, definitely held its place for a, for you know a, a potential career path that I'm um, interested in. What am I trying to say? Not a yeah. potential. Yeah, like it sure works. that because sure. yeah. um, I write fictitious stuff, just not as much as journalistic stuff recently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, E3 opens up the door for a lot of shit, and that stuff is much less uh, iffy if it happens than, like, we've I've been to Comic-Con three times now, mm-hmm. and, like, it's a lot of fun, and I have met cool people, but the difference that that would make if we... <laughs> you got a baby, dude. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if we get to go to E3... The people we meet and the things we will be able to do will far outweigh the like faces uh, I've interacted with. <laughs> it really, I mean, it really depends what you're aiming to do. Not that we talk a lot of shop in this podcast, but but comics have been my focus for ten years. So going to Comic Con got me what I wanted. And I got, yeah, exactly. So I got published this year. So like, if if you're not trying to get into comics or writing like every day of your life, San Diego is going to feel like a fun trip. <laughs> right, but right. as far as the nerdy bits push, yeah, uh, E three is definitely the way to go, and I would love to make that a reality. Yeah, and we've got like Xbox has sixteen internal studios working on launch window games. We've only yeah. seen like three or four of those. Um, PlayStation's got a shit a ton of stuff to announce, or they don't. Both are <laughs> terrifying. Um, yeah, it'll just be a great year at E3, I think. Um, the Halo show is probably going to have a trailer, which is bananas the, to me. The Halo show? Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, The yeah, Showtime yeah. show, right. which it's been filming since... It started filming in January. Do so we it's know have, the this topic of the show? Yeah, it's about, uh, like, I don't... I think it's, like, right before Halo 1. So, like, Reach is still a thing, but, like... The uh, it's about like a Spartan who's defected and joined the colonial resistance, the colonial militia, and like that sounds so. That sounds so. I don't know, man. That sounds like all the ingredients to keep it small scale and simple, as opposed to like you know a war well, with the Covenant and you know like large scale Halo stuff. But we've got a guy like fighting rebels in a hometown. He's the lone Spartan in a town of people like. That sounds like they're trying to save money. That sounds like a budget production. You know what I mean? No, there's like seven Spartans in the show. And the the main conflict is a group of, I guess, the terrorists? I don't know. The, the It's vague right now, because we don't know for sure. But like the, uh, the the synopsis so far is that it's... I'll just fucking look it up. But it's, it's, uh, it's centered around a defector uh, and Master Chief hunting down his team or interacting or like reacting to that that team's uh shit like the stuff they do gotcha aliens threaten human existence in an epic 26th century showdown that's the oh synopsis. okay so the covenant will show up oh yeah the covenant are still a thing gotcha. it's just before halo reach gotcha yeah 
Um, so, who amazing. knows? Amazing. Let's talk about disintegration. Yeah, dude, disintegration. Had a little, we had a little news dump. Uh, we had a little news dump the last few days. Yeah. I, but, uh, a bunch of first look stuff, 32 minutes of game mission gameplay. I didn't watch that. I don't want to know. Uh, I, I watched some overview I'll stuff. Watch, yeah, I watched the first five minutes of that 32-minute thing. I'd never watch, like, here's the first hour of the game. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't want that. I'll do alone. that if I never intend on playing it. Yeah. And then I'll watch the second hour and third hour and then right. just be done. Yeah. Uh, um, no, Disintegration looks dope, dude. Um, I'm not completely sold yet. It does look quality. But I love tactics so much. Right. That, like, adding that and FPS. And customization and uh, competitive. Because it'll be multi as well. And the competitive yeah. looks like it's like a game show with, like, big holographic emotes and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, it looks really fun. Uh, our, our fella definitely has his thumb on the pulse of what people want in the game right now. So I think it. Well, the gameplay doesn't like immediately look appealing to me. Maybe it's just the design of it. I like. I think from the story aspect, the design is interesting. But from the gameplay aspect, it looks very, just sort of, there it is. Like, oh, this is a huh. sci- semi sci-fi town in the middle of a field. You know, it's like a barn. You know, they blast through barn doors. It's still like wood with like some vague architecture and the robots. Oh, there's other gameplay footage of like hyper futuristic like shipping yards and shit. Like oh, cool. That. Okay. Yeah, but the but yeah. I think the I think the biome varies probably pretty sure. more, pretty pretty largely. But yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty sold. I'm, I know enough about it to be excited for sure. Yeah, um, I don't know what it was exactly that sold me, but I remember watching some of that initial gameplay stuff that they're showing off Den- and like Denton Stein agrees with me. Says the style feels a little tired. So sure, I yeah. I mean, the vis- but a visual style being tired to me isn't enough to dissuade me from buying a game. Everybody played. Everyone that liked Gears played through the games, and at some point was like, "These are ugly." <laughs> until until four and five, when the palette changed. Um, I still played Gears three, even though I played Gears two, and halfway through that was like, "This game's too dark <laughs> and gross." Um, um, I couldn't imagine trying to create something like I created a thing this year, but my goal was to look like everything else. Like I was just like I had a cyberpunk checklist. Okay, I got it. But yeah. I couldn't imagine trying to make something that looks different these days. I would probably go into a dark, deep dive de- depression to try sure. to like be different. Sure. Yeah. Also, like, how shitty is it that like you want to make a game based on Earth, and people that like see that are just plain Earth environment are like, "That's boring. I live here." <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I remember people that thought that Far Cry Five was ugly, and I was like. It's actually a pretty, pretty. It's actually a, a pretty good looking version of like the Dakotas, mm-hmm. uh, and I liked it a lot. But people were like, "It's not the mountains in, it's not the Himalayas." And I was like, I'm, "Okay, you're right." Or it's a tropical not. island. You're right. Cool. It's not. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Red Dead was rural as fuck, but beautiful. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't. Nothing about that environment was like unique. It was just real yeah and so like it's hard for me to just it's hard for me to distance myself from a game just because it looks a little tired also we're seeing pre-alpha footage so who knows what it looks like when it's out who knows if this is just like the first engagement or if they just built an engagement for first looks yeah 
because that, that's also a thing that developers do. They build out entire demo in, uh, gameplay so that you can like interact with something when you get to see it. So, yeah, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Um, shows this year. I can't think of. Oh shit! No, we're getting um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. We're getting a a few MCU shows, and we're getting WandaVision. Uh, season two of Mandalorian will be this fall. We're getting Black Widow and yeah. the Eternals. Really, all this year? That's a that's big. I think the Eternals is this fall. It may not be, but like I think it's either this fall or early. Eternals 2020, November sixth. We're getting Eternals this year too. That's insane. Um, Morbius and Venom two. Oh God! I hope we're getting a Jared Leto vampire gain, movie. I hope Angelina Jolie gains like forty pounds and gets fucking ripped as shit. <laughs> I want her nah. to get huge. <laughs> <laughs> that would be incredible. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Movies. Um, for those of you who don't know, Zing, who's in the chat, uh, threw up a. Not threw up. That's a bad descriptor. Um, wrote a piece for us about his top five movies of the year, uh, his top three worst movies of the year. Um, he included some honorable mentions and then talked about or uh, listed the his most anticipated of 2020. Um, that list of most anticipated 2020s uh, is interesting because there's a lot of stuff coming out. Um, yes, Dentenstein, Kamel Nanjiani got fucking jacked. Yeah, he did. <laughs> which like. Hey guys, if you want to know what Hollywood, what what a superhero film budget does, look at Kumail Nanjiani. Yeah, you want to train? Um, you want to see what training uh, six hours a day and having a chef cook all your meals for you for six months? Here's what training that's for what, a living looks like. Looks. Just look at just look at Chris Pratt. Right. Same. Same. Yeah. He went, he went from he went from fucking Parks and Recs being he went from tubby to yeah to buff. In, I, I like how yeah. you looked for a rhyming word, but it didn't work. Tubby to he went from full chub to half chub, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so The Gentleman is January 24th. That's Guy Ritchie. And fuck yeah, I love Look, Guy Ritchie Very movies. much looking That's, forward to that. He yeah, went from stuff, great. To stuff to buff. He went from stuff to buff. <laughs> Thank you, go. Tech, for putting a term to the definition. I love it. Um, Birds of Prey, February. Uh, to get a term for his definite, the definite, he got defined. All right. Uh, Birds of Prey is February 7th. Uh, Mulan, March 27th. That looks really good. Yeah. The new James Bond in April. Black Widow in May. Wonder Woman in June. Fuck. Top Gun in July. Yeah. Tenant in July. Tenant in July. I need to go back and watch all the Top Guns. There's only one. Yep, all of them. <laughs> that's like, how, that's, that's how how out of it I am with the Top Gun. Like it looked, this new movie looks so good. And I'm like, I need to go it watch does. it. It really does. Yeah. Uh, free guy. Free free guy, which is that Ryan Reynolds movie where he's in a game. That's so Dope. fucking funny, dude. Um, yeah, Venom Two, The Kingsman, which is like the origin of the Kings, the Order of Kingsmen. Um, which looks interesting. It's a weird choice. I want more Eggsy. Like, whatever. Um, the Eternals. Fuck, Dune is this year? Wow. Dune's in December, and Uncharted is in December. Yeah, well, maybe. That movie's held together with Elmer's glue and popsicle sticks. (laughs) That movie just just can't keep it it together. It just lost its director. 
Oh, good. So, well, I'll watch anything with Tom Holland in it, though. So let's, let's that's do such it. a strange choice to me. Why? Because he's a, he's a scrawny little kid. They're doing young Nathan Drake when he's a scrawny little kid. Oh, yeah. They're not. He's not playing adult Drake. <laughs> that, that would be. I would not be happy with that. I don't know. I guess cool. I don't know. I don't want that. I don't want that. No, I want Nathan Fillion as yeah. Nathan Drake. And there we go. Yeah, yeah, there should have been an adult Drake with Nathan Fillion and Stephen Lang as. Um, oh no! What's Drake's buddy's name? Stephen Lang. The old, the older guy. Oh no! I never played it. Oh, Stephen Lang as um, Sully. Sully. No. I think William Hurt is better as Sully. No. I don't like either of those options. Who do you want for Sully? I don't know. Sully Sullenberger. I don't know. Uh, Old, white, haired. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Old, white people. Yeah, the fan film had Stephen Lang as Sully. The Nathan Fillion one. Stephen Lang played Sully. I'm not not feeling it. Fucking Jeff Bridges. (laughs) I would fuck with Jeff Bridges yep. in that movie a hundred percent. Oh shoot! But um, what's this guy's name? Uh, J.K. Simmons. <laughs> oh shit! All right, two yeah. wins, two wins. Uh, yeah, I guess seeing J.K. Simmons with hair though would be weird because he's been bald for a minute. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I see Simmons as much as I see uh, fucking Sam the- Elliott. Get the five win. Get the fuck out of here. Everybody's done. I don't know if Sam Elliott matches that character. Sure he does. Put a cigar in his mouth? Yeah, he'd be alright. I I would watch Sam Elliott or Jeff Bridges in anything, so that's fine. Um, Man, is there anything else coming out this year that we want to talk about? That we're excited about? Before we give it a, give it the old rap and trap? Well, Dude, to I see want the to MCU talk about fucking Star off. Wars and we haven't done that yet. So, should we do a Star Wars like spoiler cast? Ah, should we dude. just do like a... Should that be our first episode of Postmortem 2020? Just going in on Rise of Skywalker? I need to see it again. Dude. I do too. I, I do too. I saw it before Oh, Zane needs to absolutely be a part of that podcast too. Yeah. Right. I saw it before everybody else and nobody wants to talk about it. I don't but think you what, saw it before Tech. No, okay. B- not before Tech, but before like the normal guys that I talk to about all this. Yeah, sure. And like I'm like, all right, I'm ready. I saw it. Let's, Let's go. go. Everybody's like, nah. like, nah, I don't want to talk about it. Y'all... Ugh, I had a heartbreaking realization yesterday when I was going through my email. I got emailed an offer to screen that movie and I never fucking saw it. Oh wow. Way to go. I asked you. I didn't think I didn't think I got it. I even asked Like you. I was looking and I didn't think I got it. And sure enough, December fucking seventh, I got an email that was like, Do you want to screen Star Wars? And I just didn't reply to it. Good going. I would have been able to see that I would have been able to see it like three or four days early. Fuck. Um I am going to see. I already saw it twice. Doolittle on Saturday. Okay. I'm going to screen Doolittle on Saturday, and I'm going to screen Bad Boys for Life on Wednesday. Nice. So definitely looking forward to that. I love. The yeah, bad, I love Bad Boys a lot. If Amanda doesn't want to go to Bad Boys, Ben, you are my runner-up. Cool. So. Wow. Thanks, Caleb. I mean, you. I didn't want to like. Hey, uh, come see this movie with me tonight. Leave now because it'll be two hours. Okay. Um. <laughs> I will. I, now that I know that I you're interested, I will. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, 
Yeah, I'm interested about. I'm interested in Doolittle. I don't know if what we saw in the trailer is what's going to be in, reflected in the movie, or if that was just cut together by a bunch of people. Also, last thing, I guess Zing brought up that there may be a, like an extended cut of Rise of Skywalker. That's a whole fifty minutes longer. Uh, that might redeem the movie for me. Yeah, because it needed fifty fucking minutes more. <laughs> it, a second movie. It may have needed a second fucking movie, movie to felt give. Like a yeah, smash cut. Like you wanted Star Wars, fuckers. Here you go. All right, we're Did done. F- get, get out of here. First, get out of our first hours. Like now we're here. Now we're there. Billy D. Williams. Now we're here. Now we're here. Yeah. <sighs> I will say one thing before we get into our deep dive in another episode. I suppose there is something that happened in the first. 20 minutes of that movie when she was going through her training and then it did this fucking smash cut inside the Kylo's quarters for no fucking reason it just cut with like a sharp cut to Kylo's quarters and then a few moments later you find out they start talking to each other right but the the the, the pacing was so fast in the first 20 minutes when they cut to Kylo I literally in the theater went like what the fuck I didn't say anything in my head I said what the fuck is happening yeah. So yeah, the first half hour of that movie is a little rough, dude. I would think maybe another forty to fifty minutes might. Yeah. See, Denton sign knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah <laughs> yep. dude. No, it, I, I was, was like, like, "What is this an editing mistake?" Um, but then on the other side, on the other side, in the first thirty minutes, there's an edit. There's a scene transition of Kylo looking at the Sith wayfinder. And then it, the camera going into the wayfinder, and it being Kylo's ship flying mm-hmm. through the cl- the the Oort cloud that mm-hmm. he's in, and uh, that shit was real good. Yeah, that transition's really good. Oh, the movie was but, the movie was beautiful, and after it calmed down a little bit, I enjoyed the pacing quite a bit. Uh, you know, a, f- a lot of the key plot points I thought were stupid and fan service for the fake of you know for the sake of it but like and it's weird that mandalorian was so devoted to the like screen wipe transitions yeah. that like star wars were big was big on yeah and then like jj J. abrams was just like nah not using those like it uh there's another so... there's another um there's another thing in star wars that was tried and true for the first six movies they never it was completely linear. It never went backwards. There was never a flashback. Ever. Name one flashback in the first six movies, I dare you. Didn't happen. I'll save you some time. So, for some reason, in the, Lex, in the last three movies, they started, they started fucking with the time Guess limit. Guess what? With, Not there. Like, with Ray looking back, <laughs> reaching towards the sky, and like, no, you know, you know, like, yeah, yeah. and then... Did they just kept fucking with the? They started doing flashbacks. Star Wars has never done flashbacks before, ever. I mean, because she's never. trying to because she's trying to figure out who she is. So it's it, that's more yeah, okay. If she to... if she touches the wall and she has a vision, cool. Okay, I get it. And when she pulled Luke Skywalker out of the chest and she went on the little mind trip, of course, totally yeah. acceptable. But like the way they actually tell the story in this is they jump through time to show different. And Star Wars has never done that. It's always been a linear experience. You learn the story as the protagonists learn the story. Hmm. Yeah. So that. Well, I mean, you still stylistically learn the story as the protagonists learned. Like we didn't glean any actual information from. It's Rey's weird flashbacks. to me that for thirty-five years, Star Wars never did a flashback. Well, and flashbacks the, have also gotten a lot more popular. Maybe. Nah. And all the modern <laughs> filmmakers just, just are. Just, just forget nah. that you ever said that, dude. All the yeah. modern filmmakers are like, okay, well, we either didn't recognize that that wasn't a thing, or we don't care. 
So hmm. it bothers me enough for it to, you know, for me to mention it. Of course, I'm not actually bothered, but uh, it's a strange stylistic oversight, if you ask me. You know what I completely forgot about, and I realized while talking to my uh, my buddy Brian, is that like the emperor had sex. <laughs> spoilers hush yeah, spoilers. we'll do that on the spoiler cast um <laughs> god <laughs> strike me down <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, my voice was like froggy like perfectly in that moment too do it <laughs> do it <laughs> um the there's like Colin Trevorrow was supposed to direct that this, this movie who? The guy who did Jurassic, the Jurassic movies, the newest ones. Yeah, <laughs> thank God for that. And there's there's at Galaxy's Edge in Florida. There are Colin Trevorrow created like ships and stuff. Like there's a that's, whole that's ship for Kylo Ren the and the Knights of Ren that's in uh, Galaxy's Edge that was never used for the movies, but were was built for Trevorrow's movie. Good, that's where he belongs in a theme park. Those movies are awful. Oh. <laughs> oh. All right, we're gonna sign off with that negative fucking energy. Um, <laughs> oh man, thanks for listening, everybody. Get away um, from my we- Star Wars. <laughs> uh, <coughs> thanks for listening, everybody. Um, like I said, next week we'll get back to a little more of a regular format with news and a topic and all that good stuff. Um, because we know those that's of why you, you're here. Who, what? Because that's why they're here for format. Yeah, for regularity. Okay, proceed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you want to listen to this on podcast services, if you came in late to the stream and you don't have time to watch it later, you can uh, catch it on Friday mornings. Uh, Go to nerdybits.com. You will find everything you need to find there, all the links to our social media and all the links to the different places you can find the audio, like Spotify, Google Play, Instagram. iTunes and Stitcher. I was going to say Instagram. Um, If you want to follow me, you can go to, you can, oh my fucking God. (laughs) Ryan just face palmed. That was it. If you want to follow me, you can uh, follow Lubwub on anything that's important. That's Twitter, Instagram, Xbox, and PlayStation. Ben, if people wanted to follow you and what you're up to, where could they go? Anywhere at Sketch Sawyer. And I implore you to go to sketchsawyer.com. There's some cool shit on there. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Yeah, he just put up a YouTube video that's very good. Oh, thank you. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, who the fuck? (laughs) So close. Uh, (laughs) Ryan, if people want to follow you, where can they find you? (laughs) Sergeant Sodium on Instagram, uh, YouTube, Twitter, and Mixer. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Like oh my Ren. god, that sounded like Kylo Ren. Let the past die. I did that the other day. Like, we were talking about it or whatever, when he's talking to Smoke, and he's like, I'll kill the girl. <laughs> you said Smoke. It you really, said Smoke. I don't care. That really does sound like him. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, my mouth yeah. is literally on the mic. Yeah. He's like, I'm not doing that motion again. Uh, yeah, Josh Frost just followed us, probably for our Kylo Ren impressions. Probably for that mouth mouth impression you just made. <laughs> Thank you, Josh Frost. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. We will be... I will be on playing something for a little bit after this. Um, probably. We talk about games, Josh. Just we talk about games man. and nerdy stuff. So we talk yeah. about Star Wars and Marvel and games and shows and books. 
We don't really talk about books, but <laughs> well, no, whatever. Nerdy shit. We acknowledge their existence. <laughs> we do. Yeah. No. But uh, yeah, we're, we're usually on for an hour or two. Uh, it's usually a deep dive on video game topics. Josh Frost. It is weekly, every Wednesday, 10, 10.30 Central. Um, but we are actually about to sign off, so you missed us on this one. But uh, if you go to nerdybits.com, you can listen to all our past um, episodes. Yeah. So. Thank you. And if you look up Bounty Board on iTunes, Google Play, yeah. Spotify, all that stuff, you will find it. Um, but like I was saying just a moment ago, I will be continuing to play through this stream following the end of the podcast. So if you want to see Call of Duty or whatever the fuck I end up getting up to, probably, stick around. Probably Warframe. Probably. Probably Warframe for yeah. Ben if you want to go hop on some. No, probably. Are you really? You're, you said I'm probably going to Yeah, probably. Warframe? Right? Yeah, 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 most likely. Oh, he most said likely. it, guys. Finally. <laughs> well, he he mentioned it earlier, mentioned but it avoided earlier, but saying the actual it. words. <laughs> he said it hour, hour and 15 minutes in. <laughs> Cash your bets. Cash your, Cash your bets. Yeah, with the over-under for how, when, when you will say it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, thanks for watching, those of you who could. And uh, we will see you guys next week where we will talk about something that we got to figure out. Bye, everybody. Bye. Oh, wait. Oh. Sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, um, there's one more thing I got to bring up. Um, the place that's hosted the Twitch St. Louis meetup the last two times, Moonbase Market, is closing. Oh, wow. Um, which is a huge bummer, but they're, yeah. hello, they're hosting one last Big Bash party on Saturday night. Mm. Um, the Twitch St. Louis community is mostly going to be there. Uh, and then this Saturday night, this Saturday, the yes. 11th. Yes. Um, <laughs> and so did you say, dang it? He said, piss, piss. <laughs> piss. Why? Cause I, I'm going to be in St. Louis, but up for, but for Supercross. So I'm oh. tied up all night. Yeah. Supercross is like a 12 hour fucking thing. I did that with you two years ago. It was like noon to 10 o'clock at night. Um, that's yeah. So 6 cool. PM oh. until they kick us out. Almighty Zing will be there. I'll be there at some point, um, for sure. Um, but yeah, you should go do that. Moonbase Market. It's in Soulard in St. Louis. It's absolutely worth checking out. Um, at least while they're still there, which is sad. Uh, but yeah, I almost forgot to bring that up, and I'm glad I didn't uh, entirely forget. Um, like I said, if you want to um, listen to the podcast, check out nerdybits.com. Find those links. It'll be up on Friday. Uh, until next week, we will see you guys later. Peace. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>